Welcome. Thank you for joining Discipleship Conditioning. We like to start off each show with prayer requests, and the email remains the same, prayer at erratphysiology.com. Today is March 12th, 2023. It's actually my first late podcast. I did record on the 9th, and so three days later is today. Uh, But after this weekend, I had it in my head that I was supposed to record tomorrow, Monday the 13th. And uh, as I was working on some other things this afternoon, I realized I think I forgot the podcast. So here we are recording, and I'm thankful that we're able to record given the events of the last two days. We'll talk more about it as it applies to 2 Corinthians 5-7. Uh, but we'd like to announce the birth of our second daughter, Jordan. Our mission for who we serve is men who have ever felt persecuted over their God-given qualities. The what we aim to do is through our anecdotal experience in the scholastic truth of the Bible, we teach how God's word impacts every facet of our lives. And the why we do it We are faced with a problem of societal influence outweighing biblical influence, which leads to our succumbing of evil tactics intended to destroy us. Good point in time to uh, give credit to where credit is due and provide a plug, a non-advertising plug. I'm not sponsored by these individuals, but uh, appreciate what they're doing. Uh, We've started a streaming service earlier this year called Minnow, M-I-N-N-O that uh, offers Christian faith-based shows for children. And uh, I may have mentioned this on a previous episode, but we're we're tired of what should be child-friendly that's not child-friendly. And so my daughter's watching, um, with my wife Amanda, she's watching a show called Allegories, and uh, they have a number of shows on there. Armor of God is good. And uh, another one is Sea Kids. All good stuff. I uh, feel confident in her being able to watch those. And uh, I said she was watching with my wife, Amanda. Uh, Amanda and I all sit down and watch them sometimes, too. They're good. Good stuff. So if you're looking for something that you can trust, something that is entertaining and fruitful for your kids... Um, and you are struggling like we are battling this societal influence outweighing biblical influence, one of the main ways that it gets through to us is through our televisions. And so we would highly recommend that you check out Minnow. There are other good uh, programs out there, other applications out there, but we recommend Minnow. That's what we're using right now, and we thoroughly enjoy it. The answer that we feel that we have, even though we're not counselors, we're not therapists, we're not lawyers, we're not doctors, we're not accountants, we still feel like we have an answer in our story. Through our story, we aim to serve brothers and sisters with authenticity in the midst of change through our calling in ministry as teachers. Today's uh, anecdotal experience, today's story, if you will, as it applies to 2 Corinthians 5-7, Uh, is going to hit this nail on the head that we are in the midst of change, that we are on this journey with you. Uh, We don't claim to be ahead of you in this journey. We claim to be with you in this journey. I think a big part about Christianity that a lot of people 
miss is that it is our job as disciples, as Christians, to meet people where they're at. And that's what we serve and strive to do is to meet you where you're at and to be on that journey with you. We are self-sponsored, airretphysiology.com. If you go to the website, you'll see blog-style articles, which for the most part pair with these podcasts, um, but otherwise are blog-style articles for uh, the areas of strength and conditioning, anatomy and physiology, discipleship conditioning, etc. We write nonfiction books book we're working on right now is called a year without tv the section in our website that has nonfiction books is actually where we would like to direct you if you feel called to donate to what we're doing a strange place to do uh to send someone uh for a donation but we don't have just a donations page we could easily make one we don't uh, we want to give you some bit of vote or value back uh, with your donation if you choose to make one. So if you go on to airretphysiology.com slash books, you'll find our list of book ideas. And w- the only one of those that we're actively working on right now is called A Year Without Television. If there's any of the other titles that you're interested in, or you want to support the creation of of a year without television or you just want to support us in general you can use any of those book titles as a cart item to check out for a donation amount what that also does in addition to provide the donation or an avenue for the donation is it then provides a vote for that book so when we're done with a year without television we'll look at that list on which book we're going to begin creating at that point. And whichever one has a sufficient amount or the most votes financially is will be the book that we will begin at that point. We also offer strength and conditioning programs. I mentioned in the previous two shows uh, that we're working on a lacrosse and soccer program. Those will be coming shortly. Courses. We have two courses that are linked through Udemy right now. Working on two other courses that are going to be hosted on the website. I mentioned last time that we had been looking at two learning management system softwares. We have selected which one we're going to go with, uh, barring anything unforeseen. And uh, we are going to learn as much as we can about that system. And at some point, we will be porting our website over from uh, Weebly to this new platform. So there's a bunch of work to be done there. In addition, uh, again, I mentioned before with this faith-based podcast that we're working on transcripts. That is a process, a timely process. And uh, you're listening to Discipleship Conditioning. We also have Discipleship Conditioning with our coaching service that we offer. Something else I was going to mention, forgive that pause there. Um, I'll think of it in a moment. Okay. Uh, we also have a summer camp that is for people in the local area, unless you are 
willing to come from out of town. Uh, that's going to be held in Greenleaf, Idaho, which is about 45 minutes west of Boise, Idaho. And it's an area at a small private Christian school where we can pray and we can get better with our athletic performance. So details on that is also included on the website. On any of this, if you'd like to inquire further, of course, you can visit the website or you could send an email to hello at erratphysiology.com. Excited to share our story with you. This is the quickest that I've made it to what really matters, and that is the Bible. And I think it's because of how excited I am to share uh, how God has recently worked in our lives. And so today's Bible verse is 2 Corinthians 5.7. It is nice and short, short and sweet. It says, For we walk by faith, not by sight. And boy, do we have a story for you over the last few days that has just kind of rocked our world and exemplifies this walking by faith. The 9th, which would have been Thursday, I recorded a podcast, uh, went on normal business for a Thursday and went to bed that night planning on waking up early taking my daughter to school, and having a fairly typical Friday. At 4.22 a.m., I was woken up by my beautiful wife, uh, who said something to the effect of, I'm sorry, I know you're trying to sleep, but I think my water just broke, which is totally her. Um, so I jolted out of bed, as any husband, any father-to-be would, would. And uh, it was just kind of rolling my eyes at how she approached it. I think that if I was I, if I was in her shoes, I probably would have uh, grabbed the other person and started shaking them. Wake up, we got to go. And um, assessed the situation, felt confident that that is that is what happened. Uh, she said it happened about four eighteen, just a few minutes before she woke me up, and. Uh, so I started getting all the pre-packed items and the non-packed items and throwing them in the car and getting everything together as much as we, we could. Uh, we have a St. Bernard Duke, so we had to put him out in his dog run and back and prepare food and water for him. And uh, uh, my daughter was with us, and uh, she was in her room sleeping as any five-and-a-half-year-old would be at 4.30 in the morning. And so she was the last thing that I attended to because I wanted her to get as much sleep as possible. And so I literally grabbed her out of her bed and held her like she was a newborn and uh, walked out to a car that had been running for probably 20 minutes and was nice and toasty and got her in there and explained the situation and kind of let her wake up. We got in our car and we drove down to the local hospital, which for us is about 15 minutes away. And uh, went through the whole process of checking in. I cannot believe when someone's in labor how much paperwork you have to go through. I, I don't know if any of you have experienced this, but I wonder what they do in in situations where baby's coming now. You know, uh, luckily for us, it wasn't the case, and uh, so we mind our p's and q's, and we sat through the paperwork and went into one room and had an ultrasound done and checked uh, 
baby position and confirmed that her water had broke and she was entering labor. And so they moved us to a different room and we got set up to do, have her do some exercises and things like that to get the birthing process going. And boy, those exercises worked. Um, she really started getting some uh, vigoral, vigorous contractions. And uh, we, we uh, were kind of rushed into this zero to 10, you know, where we thought baby would be born probably late that evening uh, to all of a sudden, okay, we've progressed quickly. Baby's going to come within the next few hours, perhaps. At this point in time, this is probably, oh gosh, probably noon or so. And uh, daughter was amazing. She loved the experience. She was watching everything. And uh, it just worked out fantastic. The, the policy that allows kids into the room during uh, labor had changed two days prior uh, to us arriving. Uh, which is just another example of God at work and just amazing. Um, something unbeknownst to us, we didn't plan on that. Um, I planned going in, arguing with a number of nurses and managers and letting them know that my daughter was going to be there. Uh, and, and thankfully, God took that away. I didn't have to go through that. Hadn't planned on any family being at the hospital, um, but my dad said he wouldn't miss it for the world. And so he headed from about an hour to, hour to hour and 15 minutes out of town in. And uh, what a blessing that was. Uh, because as the story continues to unfold, uh, there was a point where baby's heart rate was dropping during contractions. And at the time, we didn't know why. Um, but later on, we found out that the umbilical cord was wrapped around her neck. And so as her head was being pushed down the birthing canal, the cord was constricting around her neck and pulling on. And uh, so things got dire quickly. Um, we had requested an all-female staff. Uh, we felt convicted in that. And uh, they apologized to us at that time because they said our, our doctor that's on call uh, we were working with a midwife at that point in time. Our doctor that's on call is male, but we want to get him in here to check the situation and to advise because this isn't going the way that we want it to. And so he came in and uh, credit to him within about 30, maybe 40 seconds. Uh, he said, let's get her, let's go, let's get prepped, uh, let's go. So uh, all of a sudden, uh, a cesarean section was a reality and uh, thankfully my uh, father had arrived about 30 minutes prior to that otherwise uh, I would have had to wait in the waiting room uh, with my daughter my daughter calls my dad Poppy and so she was able to spend some really wonderful quality time with him for about an hour uh, out in the waiting room and uh, we're thankful for that She's very shy. She's very much a mama's girl. She's very much a daddy's girl. And uh, so I was a little um, anxious to find out what they talked about and um, how, how much that they shared in common and how much they had to talk about. 
She's a very well-behaved child. Couldn't ask for a better five-and-a-half-year-old. She loves her poppy dearly, um, but she's in that stage right now, one of many stages that kids go through, where she definitely has a preference list. And mom and dad are at the top of that list. And it uh, takes uh, sometimes a little bit of coaching to get her to spend some time uh, with somebody else. But happy to report that it all worked out fine and actually way better than fine worked out fantastic from that regard um they spent some quality time about an hour together quality time really good time talked about some great things and uh, it was just really necessary for their relationship for them to spend some one-on-one time together that opportunity doesn't come a ton because we live so far apart and uh, we are very overprotective parents and uh, frankly we don't go out very much so Anyways, getting outside the point, it's about this point in the show that I get outside the point, so that's at least that's consistent. Uh, but the point uh, in the main part of the story is the labor and delivery. And uh, so after I got Olivia situated and she was happy to be there, I uh, walked into the area that I was supposed to be. I think there was a nurse waiting for me to, to direct me. And had to get into this attire to go into the surgery room, which I was thankful that they allowed that. Um, And uh, also thankful that they don't allow children in the surgery room. And more than that, thankful that Poppy was there, as I mentioned earlier. Um, I was comfortable with our daughter being present for a natural delivery, but uh, a surgery, not, not quite as much. Maybe she's a little bit older, but anyways... Uh, so I entered the area just outside the surgery room and they're getting her prepared and all that and emotions are hitting me. I'm, I'm in tears and uh, I'm just trying to, you know, think the best thoughts and, and, and everything else. And, and around that time, I started to enter prayer. Uh, we'd prayed as a family hours before and um, around that time, just wanted things to be okay. Um, I was trying to keep a number of family members in contact, and so I was sending text messages out. And I have no doubt in my mind that there were prayers on the other end of these text messages that as soon as they they knew that a cesarean section was probably most likely that that they would be praying for it. And apologies to those individuals that I texted in that moment of time because I think I recall texting one word, cesarean, to a number of people. And... uh, Anyways, heat of the moment. So they let me into the room, and around that time, uh, baby's heart rate comes back up and uh, is stable, doing well. And the doctor, again, to his credit, says, let's let's hold off. Let's stop where we're at. Let's hold off and let's kind of analyze the situation. Let's try a few rounds of pushes uh, for normal birth, and we'll go from there. And uh, so we did, we went about five rounds of pushing, about three 10 second pushes. And the doctor came over to us and said, yeah, I, you know, I think that we need to do one of two things. We need to either need to go ahead with cesarean or um, we need to uh, use a vacuum. And the reason why they recommended a cesarean is because again, during contractions, uh, heart rate was decreasing. It was it was coming back up, but it was decreasing during contractions. And uh, so we needed to get baby out. And uh, doctor said that he just 
didn't think that she was going to be able to do this within a timely fashion. It was going to be multiple hours of pushing if we were to limit, uh, limit this to natural. So of course, is is uh, very cognizant parents, we went over the risks of everything and um, prayed right then about it um, on what we should do and didn't have a clear vision on what we should do. Um, and so I had to put my faith in God. We had to put our faith in God, put my trust, put our trust in the expertise of the doctor and trust that he knew what he was doing. And so we agreed to uh, see if we could use a vacuum to help the process. And uh, it did. Four pushes later, baby Jordan came out about 2.50 p.m. that day. And uh, just a flood of emotions, as you would expect. Um, and just a whirlwind of a weekend it has been. For context, Jordan was expected on the 19th of March. She came on the 10th of March. So uh, when my wife said, sorry to wake you, but my waters broke, I was very surprised. And uh, certainly did not anticipate having that sort of Friday and then a 24-hour stay thereafter till midday Thursday, or midday Saturday, excuse me. As I look back on it now, for we walk by faith, not by sight, um, God's amazing, and how he changed the course of events on how he worked through things. The doctor had even mentioned that even if I use the vacuum, we'll try like maybe three to five rounds of this. Um, but there is the possibility that we end up doing a cesarean anyways, uh, which led to lengthened conversation on our part on, well, if this fails and we have to do a cesarean anyway, should we just do the cesarean? And uh, his recommendation was for the vacuum, not the cesarean, even though it may not work. And uh, instead of three to five rounds of pushing, it was four pushes and she was with us. And I have no doubt in my mind that prayers were answered. I have no doubt in my mind that God was at work in that point in time. Shortly after her birth, as we both were able to hold Jordan for a little while, um, I was able to exit and go back out to my daughter and father and uh, try to get out the good news as much as I could through the tears. Uh, everybody in the family was shocked that it didn't end up being a cesarean uh, because of the text message I'd sent out and um, what I'd told my father and those sorts of things. And uh, thankfully, you know, we both were able to be there and witness the birth. And uh, Amanda was able to go back to the room directly there afterwards. Um, she didn't have to go through surgery and those sorts of things. And so very immediately, we were just blessed and able to spend time with Jordan one-on-one -on -one and, and just get into some wonderful things. Uh, my dad and a little later, my sister were able to come in and, and be there for this magical moment and magical um, first hours of life and pictures galore picture picture pictures finally got to the point where I could uh, update some family do some FaceTimes those sorts of things um, went home took care of some business 
came back about an hour later, spent the night in the hospital. Some of you know what that's like. Probably, for most of us, worst night's sleep that we've ever received. And uh, got through the night. Uh, I probably slept about three hours that first night. My wife slept about three as well. Uh, We both woke up at the same time and uh, doctors were coming in to check us, nurses were coming in to check us, and uh, took care of Jordan, did what we needed to do, but couldn't believe that it was like two something in the morning and that we'd slept for three hours. Uh, For a moment, I I was convinced it was Saturday, my days were thrown off. For a moment, I said, oh, actually it was only two hours because daylight savings. Uh, Here in Idaho, we recognize daylight savings, although I think I heard that next year, either maybe it's Idaho or maybe it's nationwide, uh, that we're not going to have daylight savings anymore, which I personally am a, am a fan of getting rid of daylight savings. Uh, but nevertheless, the nurse reminded me that it was Saturday, not Sunday, and so daylight savings was later the next day. And so we'd got three hours and got some coffee, felt pretty good. Uh, wife was very tired. She took care of what she needed to do. Um, but after an hour or two, I told her just, you know, go to sleep. I'll take care of everything. And so, um, did that, uh, very anxious to get out of the hospital later that day as most of us are 24 hours after birth. And, uh, although overnight, thankfully went fairly quickly, uh, those last probably three or four hours in the hospital seemed to feel like 40 hours. But made it out of the hospital, made it home, and happy family. Happy, blessed family uh, together Saturday night and now Sunday. So blessed and distracted and happy that I forgot to record this podcast this morning. So here I am in the afternoon. Uh, but uh, we have a valid excuse for forgetting which day it is. And uh, we're so thankful to announce Jordan's birth and so thankful that uh, God. Uh, just handled this in an amazing way, in a way that we could have never fathomed, in a way that the doctors and nurses couldn't have fathomed. Um, Everybody talked about how uh, they expect things to go this way under this circumstance and how amazing it was that four pushes later, Jordan came into this world. And uh, so just so thankful, so thankful. And, And this verse came to mind this afternoon fairly quickly in reflection of what we've been through. Uh, 2 Corinthians 5, 7, For we walk by faith, not by sight. The latter part of that, not by sight, uh, is is really an opportunity for me to highlight that I'm in the midst of change myself and almost ask myself and us a question, but how can I decrease my reliance on vision? Uh, We're brought up in a society that there's so much value tied to seeing is believing. When we are first grade, second grade, we learn the dinosaurs came 65 million years ago. Uh, And so right there, we're being taught that this earth hasn't been around for the amount of years that the Bible says. Uh, What man knows is greater than what God knows. What we've studied in the dirt, dirt, we know it's 65 million years old. There's no possibility that we could have made an error. We understand everything. It's always about this pursuit of perfection, this pursuit to understand all things. 
in a sense, we're trying to be God ourselves. And that conditioning on our children happens at a young age. Happened for me in public schools uh, in the late 80s, early 90s. And uh, you just accept it when you're that age. You just say, okay, dinosaurs came 65 million years ago. And uh, I can't believe this unless I see it. You learn about a rainbow and you believe it because you've seen it before. Or you don't believe it because you have, you've never seen it before. But then when you see it, you are kind of converted in that instance on this is a reality. You hear about the Aurora Borealis for the first time and you see pictures on the internet, but uh, you don't believe it. You have to go up north to actually see it for yourself to, to believe it. We have people on this earth called flat earthers that uh, believe that the earth is flat and that everything related to space is a conspiracy. So much reliance on vision, on seeing as a means of proof. How can I decrease that? How can I hold my greatest faith in things that cannot be seen? Although I don't have the perfect answer for you, as I'm in the midst of my change as well, and I will learn more on this answer day by day for the rest of my life, because faith is an active work every single day of our lives. I can speak on the experience that I've had these last few days and tell you adamantly that God is at work and he's doing wonderful things. And if we just have the faith he requires, it's amazing what things can come through. I'll tell you this. I was at the point during the beginning of the preparation for cesarean section that had I not been religious, I would have prayed and I would have said, God, if you can do this for me, I'll never falter from you. I will believe in you and I will never falter. Now, thankfully I wasn't in that position, devout Christian prior, and my prayers were centered around God's will be done with certainly my selfish preference on a specific route that takes place. And I'm lucky in this instance that what I sought for the most part came to be even if professional doctors nurses predicted something else so I can speak based on my recent experience and a number of experiences in my life that God is alive God is working and he recognizes faith so let us put our faith in him let us move forward and let us not be subject to believing is seen. And let us not be subject to the what have you done for me lately mindset. Because I know in my secular days, I made similar prayers. And the way I wanted things to be came to be true and came to be how it actually unfolded. But then I didn't hold my end of the bargain and turn myself over to Jesus. I didn't hold my end of the bargain and keep that faith that I so desperately 
um, prayed for in that moment in time. Thankfully, the last five years of my life have been quite different. I often wonder how I could be so lucky to have God's grace. You may feel the same. But regardless of how lucky I am, I'm thankful that my life has turned out the way that it has. Specific and more particularly these last five years. What a wonderful story to share. I'm happy that uh, I was able to spend some time with you today. I hope that you're doing well. And I hope that you will reach out to us so that we can be of service to you. In conclusion, when there is a decision to be made, I seek prayer, scripture, and wise counsel in that order. And I think in the first episode I gave credit. If I didn't, I apologize. But I didn't come up with that. Uh, A dear friend in men's group uh, actually discipled me and recommended that I take that approach. And ever since he told me that, I've had a note written in my phone that I've applied over and over and over that whenever a decision is to be made, seek prayer, scripture, and wise counsel in that order. So again, if you need prayer, please reach out at prayer at erratphysiology.com. If you need wise counsel, or if you want to inquire or simply say hello, reach out at hello at erratphysiology.com. Let's end with the Lord's Prayer. Pray then like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen.